Hey, what's going on, everybody? Lead Up Podcast, connecting with dope and diverse leaders to learn more about their leadership journey and how you can level up. This is episode 50 with Damien G. Kino. Check it out. This is episode number 50 of the Lead Up Podcast. Very excited. Before I introduce my be here, guest, man. Um, man, just thank you guys for tuning in, listening, watching. Uh, for all the support, it's been a great, great journey. This is a huge milestone for me. Uh, but without further ado, I want to introduce somebody that I highly respect and honor. It's not all the time where the person, a person that you look up to becomes a mentor. Come on. Or a mentor becomes a friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Without further ado, Damien Giacchino, welcome to the Bleed Up Podcast. Man, man. excited to be here. Appreciate Thank you, man. you, man. It's about time. <laughs> he made it to uh, episode 50 to yeah. invite Hey, me. you know, I got to get it right. Yeah, you know, man, I want to make sure, man. but yeah. really appreciate you. Yeah. you know, Honored just, to be here, man. Yeah. And uh, I like what you said, mentor yeah. turns to friend, man, because yeah. I definitely see you as a friend. And Appreciate that. Um, just grateful to be here and, and support, and you're an awesome leader. Appreciate um, that. So I, um, yep. <laughs> so we here. Yes. Um. I got a lot of questions, even some questions from some from people from Instagram. We're gonna get to in just a second. Ooh. But before we get into the question, tell us a little bit about who is Damien Giacchino, story, a little bit of background. Where are you from? Yeah, yeah. Well, Damien Giacchino, I'm a I'm a, a man of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a pastor. Um, I'm from the Bay Area, Vallejo, California. Yay. Uh, been married for 13 years to my beautiful wife, Stacy Giacchino. Yeah. Uh, I have three kids. I have DJ. He's 21. He's in college uh, studying public health at Fullerton. I have my daughter Zoe. She's eight, going on 28. <laughs> One of the most brilliant young girls that yeah. I've ever met. Uh, my young son, Dominic, he's four. Um, been pastoring probably for about 14, 15 years. Mm. Um, been in leadership capacity probably longer than that. Um, associate pastor at Real Life Church. Don't awaken love too early. Founder, yes, um, all of that good stuff, man. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about Dalte. Cool. Um, but before we get to that, um, let's talk about relationships because you know when it comes it. to you know yeah. anything you know since I've met you, right? You're yeah, all about relationships and it has to do a lot about your own personal experiences Absolutely. and things from you know share things about your marriage and even yeah. with your family, right? Yeah, That's yeah. always impacted me and I know a lot of my friends. So, um, what why is healthy relationships? important to you um I, man i think uh healthy relationships are important to me because um if god wants to bless your life he's going to do it through a relationship mm. and if satan wants to mess up your life he's going to do it through a relationship mm. so if i can learn how to navigate um to do relationships healthy right. and and know uh who's a friend who's somebody i bring into my core like how to how to place people in my life yeah uh, I think that um, I can do life very well. I think if if, if you're going to do life well, you're going to have to do relationships well because mm -hmm. life exists with people in it. Right. Um, so th that's been my passion. Um, there's been a large part of my years I didn't do relationships well, specifically like romance and love and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so from my brokenness to my wholeness, mm -hmm. I realized that a lot of what I wanted wasn't in romance, sex, so forth and so on, but it was in a relationship with God first, yeah. um, and then God introduced me to non-romantic relationships, what helped heal me so that I can be ready for romantic right. relationships. So that journey kind of gave me a passion. I didn't realize that was something that God gave me a passion for. Yeah. Um, being a teenage father, um, having challenges my first year of marriage, just a lot of different things that 
caused me to go deeper, caused me to read, caused me to learn, caused me to ask questions that yeah. helped me be a better uh, a better person, a better father, a better husband, a better leader. Right. Uh, man, I just fell in love with how to do relationships better. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I want to throw in the aspect of leadership because you know yeah. this podcast is a lot about leadership and For helping sure. people to really level up, whether yeah. they're uh, in college, young adult, you yeah, know, yeah. starting the workforce, or really just trying to pursue you know something moving forward for their lives um you know why is relationships and healthy relationships more specifically um important when it comes to the aspect of leadership um great question i think if you're going to do leadership well you're going to have to do relationships well um i think they are hand in hand um i think leadership uh the way i would define it is influencing individuals or organization towards a purpose or a goal yeah um so the individual in the organization is made up of relationships yep. so if if we're going to do leadership well, we're going to have to do relationship well. Right. And uh, leadership is not just influence. It is influence, mm -hmm. but it's my relationship to that influence. How mm -hmm. do I steward that influence? Because as we all know, there's leaders out there that have massive influence, yeah. but they may not be healthy people. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going beyond just having influence. Yeah. I, I think leadership is also character. Yeah. Um, I think uh, competency. Mm -hmm. um, your 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 skill set, your influence will cause me to show up in the room. Yeah. But your character will determine if I'm staying in the room. Mm -hmm. So I think if we're gonna do relationships well, yeah. we have to kind of do leadership well. And everyone is a leader. I believe every single person is a leader, mm -hmm. whether it's a leader of an organization, right. a leader of themselves, yeah. a leader of a family. We're all gonna have to face leadership at some point. Mm -hmm. Um so I just think that that's why that's important and how yeah. it connects together. As a leader, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you were saying fourteen years pastoring and, yeah, yeah. and other other areas. But uh, what would you say, from your perspective, or even just experiences, um, are some of the common challenges that you've noticed that causes some of that unhealthy relationships in those realms of leadership or trying to, you know, yeah. work with people? Because you know, at the end of the day, like you're, to your point, we are, we're around people all the time, right? Yeah, Whether yeah. It's our families, coworkers, right? And so, yeah. yeah. I think anytime you're dealing with relationships and leadership, I think communication is a challenge. Yeah. Um, and I think most people communicate to like convince or to help people see things from their point of view. Mm -hmm. But I think when it comes to leadership and relationships, communication yeah. has to be to help people understand. Yeah. So if I can communicate and articulate myself in a way to where people can understand me, then they can choose mm -hmm. to partner or be a part of my le leadership. They yeah. can choose they want to join me in my journey of life. Um, so I think that's a challenge. I think one of the biggest challenges that I see more now than ever is uh, the lack of character in leadership. Mm. I mean, we, we see it happening yeah, in the world true. from global leadership to yeah. maybe local leadership. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's a term we're all familiar with. Yeah. Uh, character, uh, talent will take you where only where character will keep you. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's that's very important, man. And as I mentioned earlier, it's not just about my skill; it's mm -hmm. about my character, yeah. um, and that that's a very important thing. Um, as someone who's always had the skill of mm -hmm. getting the interview, the skill of getting in the room, and had to learn later in life mm -hmm. that my character, my integrity, my core values, yeah. who I am, uh, whether people are watching or not, yeah. is very important to to like what I bring to leadership. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Now let's fast forward and kind of shift gears to yeah. Dalte, right? Yeah, yeah. This is something, again, I, something I get to be a part of and yeah. uh, have been to experience myself from years ago. So t 
talk to us what is Do- what is Don't Awaken Love Too Early? Yeah, yeah. The origin and the kind of the purpose behind it and where it kind of has evolved to now. Absolutely. So Don't Awaken Love Too Early, it comes from the Song of Solomon, where uh, Sol- Solomon, who is, apart from Jesus, the most wisest king yeah. in the Bible, he writes, uh, Don't Awaken Love Too Soon. I just switched it to yeah. Too Early. Um, and, you know, the Bible describes love in different ways. There's uh, philia, which is a brotherly love. There's agape, which is God's unconditional love. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a friend, family love. Um, I forget that Greek word. But when, when uh, the Song of Solomon says, don't awaken love, he's speaking of eros, the romantic love. Mm. And for me, that's where Dalte started because of uh, my poor decisions in reaching for romance premature and i believe that yeah. we're supposed to encounter love on a vertical level before we in, uh, do love on a horizontal level mm-hmm. i think we need to encounter the source of love yeah. before we can properly diagnose i'm in love right mm-hmm. because if you've never encountered jesus yeah. who is the definition of love if you never encounter god yeah. uh who is love then you may say that i'm ready for love but you don't have the source to clearly define if what you're in is yeah. really love wow um, so for me, uh, I use sex, I use romance, I use premature relationships, romantic relationships to medicate pain. Yeah. Um, my pain was insecurities, my pain was rejection. So I reached for that to make me feel valid. Yeah. Because uh, I grew up in a very, not my home, but the culture I was like exposed yeah. to was pretty misogynistic. Yeah. That masculinity was defined by your... Uh, sexual conquest, your economic status, mm-hmm. and your popularity. Yeah. Uh, and women, for me, even though I had great women in my life, I didn't see them the way God wanted me to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a large part of my life, they were just more objects of, of my affection and yeah. what I wanted. And I saw women more from the role of a mother-sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but God had to do a new work in me to where I see them beyond a mother and sister, but as a partner, lover, companion. Mm-hmm. And I think that just um, that's something that fathers have a great opportunity to teach their sons is that they're more than just a mom. They're more than just a sister. They're more just than a cousin. But if I love my son's mother well, if I love Stacy well, uh, they will have a a, a, they'll be exposed that Mm -hmm. that it's more than just a sister or mom. The way daddy loves and respects and honors uh, mom, that's 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 love. Right. Um, so that all of that came, man, from my marriage, from yeah. being a teenage father, um, which God, I believe God had me birth, don't awaken love too early. And mm-hmm. our tagline is uh, mm-hmm. pursuing love and romance from destiny and wholeness instead of desperation and brokenness. Yeah. So we want people to be whole yeah. um, because it's not uh 50 50 it's your whole i'm whole and we make a whole marriage which brings a whole family which helps bring wholeness to society yeah i want to um kind of little promo but how can people because i know dalton conference yes number 11 number Uh, 11 people you know keep in touch or if they want to check it out where can they go and yep so uh our conference to register or to get more information about our uh, speakers content Go to DalteConference.com. That's D-A-L-T-E. You know how to spell conference.com. And it's just from an organizational standpoint, we have thedalte.org, which goes a little bit more into our values and who we are and so forth and so on. Because it's a nonprofit now, right? It is a nonprofit. Shout out to Pastor Dean who helped make that happen. Yeah. Um, it's a nonprofit. We've been a nonprofit for a couple of years, so yeah. we are taking donations and, yeah. and partnerships and all of the above. So yeah. 
just grateful that the Lord took, which was a one day event yep. for the young adults. Yeah. I think you came to yep, the first the or second first one, one. Yeah. Uh, where we used Dollar uh, Dollar Tree uh, props, decorations. <laughs> decorations. <laughs> no budget. Yeah. So we did that for a couple years, uh, a one day event, then eventually got went to a conference and yeah. now we feel like it's a movement yeah um which god has given us incredible influence with this region yeah from sacramento to the bay area so just super thankful before we jump into some yeah. kind of dalte like questions okay. from some people um and you know talking about a movement yeah you know what does that future look like for dalte and for you really of like what are you trying to see this in the next few years great great question so for me i would love to stay a founder but hired hire like a director to run yeah. it for us so uh dalte in the next Five to ten years will be a, a in my prayers is a self sufficient um, nonprofit where we're hiring people mm -hmm. and we can kind of go more global with it. Yeah. Um, one of the ministries that I'm a part of that I'm so blessed to be a part of is Moral Revolution. Right. Um, I love what they do. Yeah. Um, so Dalte is somewhat of that. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like ours kind of reach more of the urban uh, dem demographic. Yeah. Um, but I would love to uh, have more digital content. So, and that's where we're going. We have uh, digital content coming nope. to where you can get Dalte information mm -hmm. year around mm -hmm. um, and be a part of our membership to where you get just access to Dalte like content. No, nope. yeah. check out Dalte. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. All right, I got some uh, some hot take questions. Okay, some are very specific, we'll uh, but we got some good ones. So yeah. shout out to everybody who on Instagram. We got some questions for sure for Mr. Damien here. So first one here. Uh, really good question. How do you set healthy boundaries between personal and professional relationships? That's good. Um, I, so one of the things that um, let's start let's start with personal boundaries. I think you have to be self aware, and with with self awareness, uh, there's self acceptance. You know your weaknesses and your strengths. So for myself, if I'm setting personal boundaries, I know for me promiscuity was something I struggled with growing up. So yeah. uh, when I started to date Stacy. Uh, some of my personal boundaries were we're not going to be alone. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a lot more accountability. Um, I'm going to go home at a certain time. And I know that sounds very juvenile to give <laughs> yourself a curfew. Um, but I think it's yeah. so important to protect your sexuality yeah. and to be able to like um, enjoy each other at your honeymoon. I know that's a little bit foreign, hey. um, but that's something we did. Yeah. Uh, and if it Trust me, for those who know me, <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it. Um, so I think... Yeah. Uh, that's where personal boundaries, yeah. uh, you got to have core values, you got to be self-aware, mm -hmm. and you have to accept where your, your weaknesses are. And yeah. I, I think one of the best ways to set boundaries is let people who love you speak into your life. Mm -hmm. There's things that my little brother Lewis or right. family members would be like, hey, that, I don't know if that's a good idea uh, to yeah. where I can set personal boundaries. Yeah. Um, professional boundaries. Yeah. I don't know if that's like what in leadership, relationship. It could be at work, just like you know, in the workplace. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe... maybe uh, Professional acquaintances, yeah. Yeah, for for me, um, I, I I try to my professional boundaries is I don't talk about things uh, or people in, in a way to where if they weren't in a room, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say it. So I, I think that's always been a professional boundary for me. Like for sure, uh, I'm going to speak things that edify. <laughs> uh, in fact, Scripture says, "Don't let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, and let except that which is edifying for those who are listening." Mm -hmm. So I, I think a, the most important professional boundary is your words yeah. like it's a professional setting don't get so casual don't get so mm -hmm. loose to where you're speaking things that you go home and regret so i think yeah. uh, just asking god to to put a guard over your mouth and a watch over your lips yeah. uh to to speak 
just things that uplift yeah. and, and not tear down. So that that's always been a professional boundary for me. Yeah. Is if somebody not in a room, yeah. I'm not gonna say something to where if they were in a room, I I, I wouldn't say it. Yeah. So let me just not say that. Yeah. Um, I think if it, if we're talking about dating, mm-hmm. uh, man, I I, uh, I think it's very dangerous to sometimes date in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I would say somebody who's in a professional setting that that uh, is interested in another person that works mm-hmm. there is get to know them, collect mm-hmm. data, watch their work ethic, mm-hmm. do some uh, hangouts with other coworkers yeah. before you only been knowing them for a month and yeah. you're already isolating to date. Like yeah. really, you got a chance to like yeah. watch them, observe them for some time, mm-hmm. um, and just just uh, ask yourself the question. If it's somebody that is at work, could I see them as a potential spouse? Mm. And if the question is yes, yeah. then go for it. Go on yeah. a date. Um, but don't have sex. Because, <laughs> hey, you're going to make it real awkward. <laughs> right. Going back to work. Facts. <laughs> if, uh, if things don't work out. 100%. Uh, so keep, keep some healthy boundaries, some professional boundaries there to where if it didn't work out, yeah. you won't show up to work right. regretting that you made a decision and yeah. having to see that person every day. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of shifting gears. Yeah. You mentioned communication earlier about when it comes to like being unhealthy. Yeah. A question here. How do you bring up inconsistencies in a partner without sounding insecure? Um, that's uh, that's tough because if if somebody is manipulative, they can always make something seem like you're insecure. They can always throw it back on you. I'll say it this way. I can't stop somebody from being offensive, mm-hmm. but I can stop myself from... Well, let me say it this way. I can't stop how somebody is offended, but mm-hmm. I can make sure I'm not communicating offensively. Yeah. Um, so I think as long as it's in love, it's motivated from a place to help the person, Yeah. Um, and body language, mm-hmm. tone of voice, I think a lot of people kind of take those uh those parts of communication for, for sure. granted oh yeah it's not just what you're saying right. it's also how like eye contact yeah. how you say it um i think if you kind of going across all those checks I'm, I'm, I'm saying it in a loving way i prayed before i brought the inconsistency mm-hmm. it's motivated to help this person yeah and i think then you then, then have the conversation right. and if you're not sure how to articulate yourself write it out write it, write it out yep it's good hopefully yep. that helps yep hopefully all right uh this is a <laughs> hot take here. Yeah. Uh, why does it seem like most men are not ready to settle down until like age 42? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a preface to saying yeah. this. All the men I know yeah. are ready to settle down. Mm. So I would say whoever's Stop. asking that question, yeah. what pool of men are you looking at? So if, 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 if you're looking at a pool of men that don't have mentors... Uh, maybe haven't been fathered or don't have healthy relationships uh, or reconcile their past, then that's why you may have like uh, a 42-year-old man who's still acting like a boy. Mm. I think uh, for me, I was I was 26 when I got married. Yeah. Um, all the men that I know in my life, they've been getting married uh, mid-20s, mm-hmm. early 30s. And I think it's because who they're around. Yeah. I think if you're around people who value marriage, who value covenant, who value women, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to have that issue with them settling down. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're a 42-year-old man and they're not ready to settle down, it could be because they don't have mentors, they don't have people uh, speaking into their life. Or it could be you've given them access uh 
prematurely and they may not just want to settle down with that individual. Mm. If you if you give intimacy before there's established commitment, sometimes men will say, well, why do I need the commitment when yeah. I have the intimacy already? Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping it in PG-13 yeah. terms. Hey, yeah, I got, yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, this next question is is kind of dating when it comes to like leadership. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we'll answer more, but what advice do you have for those that are in leader in a leadership position when it comes to dating? And I and I think with uh, from what I remember, uh, something about what you know if they have a platform or some sort of influence, yeah. like what advice would you give maybe from your own experience or just yeah. things that you've seen other people that are in leadership when it comes to dating? Like, are they dating the people that they're leading or? Yeah, I, I, either. Um, I think maybe just navigating what that would look like. Um, yeah, you know. Um, I, since it's not specific, yeah. um, I'll just kind of take a general shot at it. If you're a pastor, you're a leader, uh, or you you have a leadership position, I just think that date with accountability. Mm -hmm. um, I think date date with accountability. Uh, for example, um, when I started dating Stacy, I was already in leadership. Yeah. Um, I had uh, people who can speak into our life. I had people who held me accountable mm -hmm. because what I didn't want to do is as a leader, as a pastor is date somebody a part of the congregation mm -hmm. cross lines that we shouldn't cross yeah and then uh it didn't work out and now that's a that's a that's a hit to my credibility right um so uh i think it's very important to uh know your boundaries up front before you start dating mm -hmm. uh and i think don't date alone mm -hmm. uh, friends don't let friends date alone uh the bible talks about uh people who isolates themselves seeks their own desire i think yeah when you have nobody speaking into your life, when you've isolated yourself from people to speak into maybe some of your blind spots, mm -hmm. um, I think that's a recipe for disaster. So if yeah. you're in a leadership capacity, mm -hmm. I think every leader should be following a leader. Mm. So whoever that leader is, yeah. have you told your leader you're ready to date? Or have yeah. you told somebody that can hold you accountable, I have these different, I have this person that I'm interested in yeah. and be held accountable. That's good. Yeah. All right, got one more one more question here from the audience. Uh, how do you feel out where someone else is at to meet them where they're at? And this is very vague. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is more in the workplace. Yeah. Um, and I think it's coming from a, a place of maybe trying to lean in more, yeah. being empathetic or understanding yeah. somebody. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, yeah. uh, I step into, even though I'm the leader and professionals in a lot of different atmospheres, yeah. I try to step into most atmosphere as a student yeah. and just observe and watch. And you'll be surprised how much a person will tell you about themselves by how they just talk mm -hmm. um, and just listen. Yeah. Um, so the Bible talks about, uh, uh, be, be, sl uh, be, be, I think it's be um, slow to speak, quick mm -hmm. to listen. Mm -hmm. uh, most people are quick to speak and slow to listen. Yeah. <laughs> so I think... Um, Asking questions mm -hmm. and listening. Uh, I think when people communicate, yeah, you get insights of what's in their heart. So yeah. that's kind of how I would gauge where somebody is at. Asking yeah. them questions, yeah, and see how they see how they answer those questions, and not just listening to their words, but yeah. watching their their actions and right. watching their character. I think those are just very principal things to kind of see where somebody is at. Gotcha. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Got a couple more questions. Yeah, then we'll move it. into the lightning round. Ooh. So you mentioned being a student. Yes. So someone at that is an associate pastor and leading yeah. a, a movement now, yeah. right? What are you doing to you know to keep yourself learning and and studying and yeah. you know 
just to kind of keep progressing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think leaders are readers. Mm -hmm. And I think not only uh, leaders are readers, I think uh, leaders sh should take copious notes in mm -hmm. atmospheres where they're being taught. I take a lot of notes wherever yeah. I'm at. So for me, uh, when I was single and wasn't married, I averaged one book a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going wow, in, bro. Okay. Uh, I think now about one book a month every six weeks. <laughs> so I, I started my year off with 12 books that I wow. wanted to read. Um, so I try to always mm. read. I'm reading things on um, communication. Yeah. Uh, one, one principle that I've learned that is helping me be a better preacher, communicator, <clears throat> is it's something that really hit me and I was like, ooh, that hurt, but yeah. it's so good, was uh, the importance of memorizing your message, your content. Mm. And, you know, as preachers, we use uh, our outlines and we, we lean to it a lot. Yeah. Um, but the the author was like, if you can't memorize your message, don't expect other people to. And I was like, oh, so I've had some opportunities yeah. where I failed forward mm -hmm. <laughs> and tried to memorize my yeah. message. Um, but the impact it's had on those who are uh, receiving from me, it's, yeah. it's been it's it's been a better connection. Um, I take a lot of corresponding classes. Yeah. Um, so like e-courses, master classes, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm taking a lot of those. Uh, I love that. I love reading books because what took somebody uh, eight to 10 years mm -hmm. to arrive at, I'm getting that in a book. Yeah. So um, that's how- That's good. That's how I learn. And then I surround myself around people who have, who knows the way, yeah. who goes the way. Uh, and can show me the way. So yeah. they're they're miles ahead of me. And I'm, I'm 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 meeting up with them. Yeah. Not taking too much of their time. I'll, I'll meet up with a specific leader. Yeah. I'll have a list of questions that I'll let them know. Hey, here's what I want to ask you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll just ask them and listen. Yeah. Speaking of like the learning and the growing that you've you know been able to be yeah. a part of, what would you say? Like kind of reflecting back on your own journey and as you keep moving forward, what do you think has been whether it's recently or just in the past, like, was one of the most impactful things that did for your own leadership and how you are today and how you try to live that out? Yeah, uh, serving. Um, I think uh, volunteering mm -hmm. and being bivocational. I was a bivocational pastor for a decade. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I served as a youth pastor. Uh, I volunteered. I volunteered as a young adult pastor. Um, I, I felt like by being a servant, I got connected to the heart of Jesus. And um, I think it's just something about serving mm -hmm. that that uh, it taught me how to care for people, how to love for people, um, how to counsel people, mm -hmm. uh, which prepared me for where I'm at now, where I'm now a pastor yeah. uh, on staff. I think a lot of um, my experiences came from me serving people. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, even as a communicator, uh, People who you counsel help you come up with content. Yeah. So like conversations, counseling, that all helps create content. Yeah. So when I'm having conversations and counseling, and I, I'm hearing like a, a reoccurring theme or mm -hmm. an issue, I'm like, man, that that's the Lord highlighting that that's content you might want to cover. Yeah. Um. So I would that's say good. serving, servant leadership is by far uh, probably uh, one of the most impactful things that that's been in my learning experience. That's dope, man. All right. Are you ready for the lightning round? I, I'm not, but okay. I am. <laughs> These are questions that, you know, they learn to share with you beforehand. Yeah. Um, some of them are fun. Some of them are just, you know. Yep, little, yep. Um, all right. So first one here. Um, will the Niners go to the Super Bowl? Yes. There you have it. It's, and win. That we, very important, right. <laughs> not just go. We got to win. And win. All right. Here we go. Next question. Uh, favorite food? Uh, potatoes. <laughs> potatoes? Yes. 
I, I'm a potato kind I was not expecting that answer. Bro, I love, I, don't get me wrong, I love okay. filet mignon and salmon. Yeah. But man, I love mashed potatoes. I got you. Potato wedges, sweet okay, potatoes. Okay, so it's what you can do with the. Yeah, okay, man, I just I always, you. I love some potatoes. Okay, yeah, gotta get the I know, carbs in. Something okay. you didn't know about me. Uh, stranded on an island, the one thing you're bringing is. Uh, what are my options? Ooh. Hmm. I never got that. <laughs> what are your options? Um, I mean, because. Yeah, it, it can it, be whatever. My Bible. I, I know okay. that's the biblical answer, but I, I being uh, incarcerated felt yeah. like being stranded on an island in my life. Yeah. Uh, so having that word mm. kept me sane yeah. where I felt like I was isolated. Dang. Yep. Morning person or night owl? Man, I used to be at night, but mm -hmm. I think uh, as I got older, I'm morning now. Morning. Okay. Yep. yep. Artist or song or podcast that is currently on repeat? Um, Jeremy Riddle, his wor uh, worship mm. album. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which actor could play you in a biopic? Which who? Actor. Oh, Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. He, he, uh, about to, he about to win a Grammy. Right. Like, Will Smith or Terrence Howard. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a funny. I was not expecting those answers either. Maybe Terrence, but nah, I don't know. Maybe Clay? Yeah. Clay Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not an actor, right? No. Hey, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. in the future when he yeah. retired. What's a pet peeve of yours? Uh, I hate manipulators. Ooh. Yeah. I, what a passion. Dang. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wait, tell me more about what um, sounds like something's bad. <laughs> I grew up in an environment <laughs> yeah, where I, I grew you. up around a lot of con artists. Okay. And, and so... Um, I don't like people. A better way of saying it is I don't. I don't like bullies. Gotcha. I don't like people who take advantage of people. Like, I guess so. I, in my pastoral role, I could sit that out very quickly. Mm. And so, I, I, yes, I got that's you. something that bothers me. Okay. In a versus battle, who will win, Mission or Mark? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang, you, gotta, you, gotta, you ain't gotta answer that. One. You ain't gotta answer that. That's a tough I, one. I just put that on the spot. Mark's shout out to Mark and Mission. It might be. It might go down to a split decision. Right. It might go to a split decision. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Worst nickname given to you? Uh, worst name, worst nickname given to me is Dame Diggler. <laughs> oh wait, what's the story behind that, man? Nope. Okay, we, okay, yep, Dame yep. Diggler. That's all we got. <laughs> another podcast for another day. Um, so, something, something besides your nickname. Something that most people wouldn't know about you. Um. Hmm. Uh, I like to cycle. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know that, but yeah. most people don't know. Right, that's yeah. true. Best advice someone has given you? Um, hmm. In what context? Um, I like how you answer with a question. Uh, <laughs> for leading people? Uh, I would say the best advice that people uh, somebody gave me about leading people is... Uh, Lead first. Be mm. the first one there, last one to lead. Uh, don't do any. Don't ask anybody to do something you wouldn't do. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very 100%. basic leadership principle that can give you favor. Yep. What are you most proud of in twenty twenty two? Uh, man, I got. I just got to say, my family, man. Mm -hmm. Like I, uh, I just in all my uh, academic accolades and just different things that I've ambitiously went after and yeah. conquered i just think uh 13 years of marriage uh, only been with one woman mm -hmm. uh love my family i think that is like my greatest joy yeah. coming home and just having so much joy that i get from my kids my wife yeah um I, that, that's my greatest accomplishment love that yep. 
what are you most excited for in 2023? Um, man, it's been a long time, uh, but I am excited about officially finishing our book, Don't Awaken Love Too Early. It's, it's that's about been, time. It's, it's been a battle. We got it on here yeah, recording. Dang, You're hearing it yeah, now. now about the He's going to get the book. Years um, in the making. Years in the making and editing this after that. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that's something that is actually, I can say, is... That's in the awesome. final stages. So, when do you think is there a time I don't know. frame? I, I was hoping to try to get it done okay. for this conference. It's not. Okay. Um, it, I would just say this: there's 121 pages already written. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's being edited. There's more being added. Okay. So, book there. coming soon. Book coming soon. Um, last thing. This is a finished statement. Yeah. Every leader needs a leader. Hmm. Why? I think if you're expecting people to follow. Uh, you as a leader, then you should be following someone who is a leader. Awesome. Yeah. You heard it here. Damon Giacchino, Leader Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Love you, bro. Yeah, love you too. Catch on the next episode of the Leader Podcast. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching and tuning in. Hope you found something valuable from listening. Make sure to follow Damien and Dante Conference. I'll put those in the show notes.